Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I'm sticking to a wealth topic today and getting really wealthy by chatting about what wealthy people know. Now, the definition of wealthy, I think, is very subjective, and what wealthy means will look different for everyone. So for some, it might be living a certain lifestyle where, you know, you can afford a lot of different things. Um, Others might see it as having flexibility and freedom, and others might put a dollar amount, such as having, you know, a million dollars or multiple millions of dollars. And That is completely fine. Whatever your definition of wealthy looks like, um, that's great. And I'm hoping to really, you know, in this episode, think of me talking about it in that broad sense and really covering all those bases of wealthy. So whether it be freedom, flexibility, or money in the bank, you know, it's, it's all wealth, it's all wealthy, and that's what we're chatting about today. Okay, so... As a financial professional, I have the opportunity to work with financially successful people every day, Um, people on track to achieving their goals and those who have actually reached their goals and are now living in retirement or their financial freedom years. Um, I think it's important for me to share some of the behaviors and actions that stand out most for just how these people have built their wealth. I, of course, don't plan on sharing any personal details, but more so the how, like how they got there, how they achieved it, or how they're achieving it right now, because ultimately, I want you to be wealthy too, okay? So let's all be wealthy. Um, So first, I want to start off by throwing out limiting beliefs about wealth and your ability to be wealthy. So Being bad with money, it's not a personality trait. It's not a character flaw you're born with. Anyone can build wealth. Building wealth is not based on a special skill that only certain people are born with. So anyone, I repeat, anyone can build large amounts of wealth and be wealthy. And that's one of the things I love so much about wealth and money is that it isn't something we're born with or that we have to be born into um, if we're, you know, destined to have it or not. With diligent savings and ongoing investing, anyone, again, anyone can achieve their financial goals. I work with people who are millionaires, but in their working years, they never earned six-figure salaries. So to me, that's that proof that anyone can be wealthy. Um, Of course, they had diligent behavior and saving strategies, but it's that reminder. Oftentimes people think, you know, to have a lot of wealth, to be wealthy, it's, you know, we need to be the next Elon Musk and have this brilliant idea and be an entrepreneur and all those things. And, And I think that example of, you know, these clients that again, they just earned 
their incomes throughout their working years. They were diligent about putting money away, investing on an ongoing basis, and they achieved millionaire status. So it really is achievable and it doesn't have to be in those, you know, stereotypical ways or where our minds go to, well, it has to be something really big and I have to make a lot of money. And then, you know, with those beliefs being very limiting beliefs, because then feeling that that's overwhelming, feeling that that's maybe not feasible for you and where you're at in your life. And then, you know, that doesn't at all lead in a positive direction. So let's get rid of those limiting beliefs and let's talk about what wealthy people know. So first off, Wealthy people are mindful about their money. They have an awareness of what comes in and what goes out. And they know that in order to build wealth, what comes in, so income as what as far as what's coming in, has to exceed expenses. If you are spending more than you earn or the same as what you earn each month or year, you cannot build wealth. Building wealth comes from saving your money. You have to keep some of it for you, that idea of paying yourself first. It's pretty simple math. The more you save, the faster you will be able to build your wealth. I can tell you that wealthy people are mindful of income and expenses. I think that's also sort of a a misnomer or you know, a belief that people have is that when you're really wealthy or wealthy people, they are not even, they don't know what they even expend and what comes in and and all that. But I can tell you that from the financially successful people I work with, they absolutely are mindful of money coming in and money going out. They have a good understanding of how much comes in each month and what goes out and they make savings a priority. So even at this sacrifice of other things, so they're You know, there are people that are saying, actually, I can't go and do that. Actually, I can't buy this, you know, this fancy purse I saw at the store, these great shoes or something like that. It's just, it's not a good time. I don't have the money saved or, you know, my money's going to savings and with what's going to savings and what I spend, there's not anything left over or what I'm willing to, you know, spare for that. So it's that they do make sacrifices. These people that have built mass amounts of wealth or on their way to building wealth, I can tell you that they do have to make sacrifices. So that is true for them as well. Okay, so another thing that wealthy people know and understand is that building wealth takes patience, 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 and more patience. So Building wealth is a game of extreme, (laughs) I can't stress this enough, extreme patience. The major factor to growing your money is through the power of compounding. And although it's quite magical to see compounding in action, when I use my, you know, financial calculator or use the planning software and, you know, getting to see what those numbers actually become and what they can be, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's crazy to see those and and it's fabulous. Um, But the actual act of seeing compounding in action year by year or day by day, month by month, it is very, very slow. So you have to be patient when it comes to growing your wealth. In the early years of savings, it might seem like it really isn't working or nothing much is happening. But if you can maintain extreme patience, it will pay off. 
I'm telling you, it does. I see it happening. I see the results. But again, it is extreme patience. So I want to give you an example so you don't have to keep hearing me say the word patience over and over again. So imagine saving 500 per month, growing at a 10% annualized growth rate. So 10% per year. 500 per month you're saving. After year one, you have $6,282. Again, that's the boring part. That's the part where you look at it and go, well, it doesn't really seem like it's working or that anything much is happening. I put in a total of $6,000 over the past year, and now I have $6,282. So I made $282 doesn't seem like a heck of a lot. How is that going to get me to, you know, wealthy? Well, here is sort of the snowball effect of compounding. After five years, that $500 a month has now grown to $38,700. So again, you might look at that number still five years in and go, it's not huge. It's not, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not enough to retire off of. <laughs> um, but then after 10 years, that $500 a month has grown to $102,000. So again, getting bigger, you know, the snowball is rolling, gathering, I guess, snow (laughs) and getting a lot larger. Um, After 20 years, so after 10 years, 102,000, 20 years, 379,000. So, okay, this is looking good. But again, this is 20 years in. Um, And then after 30 years, so 30 years, we've hit over a million dollars. It's 1,130,000. So that's really your, like the, the compounding and the magic numbers. 30 years in though, and it's over a million dollars from putting 500 a month away. So over the 30 years, you only contributed about 180,000 is what you put away. So in compounding growth, you've made almost a million dollars in 30 years. So almost a million dollars had come from just the growth and compounding, but it took 30 years. And a really good example of this is from a book I'm reading. It's called The Psychology of Money. Fabulous book. I recommend absolutely everyone needs to read this book. Um, but he gives an example, hopefully I get explain it right, with Warren Buffett. So obviously we're all familiar with Warren Buffett. He's a very successful investor and he is at a point where his net worth is in um, the billions. So it's, you know, 80 billion or something like that, let's say. Okay. But in his example and with compounding, he says, if Warren Buffett were to have actually retired and just stopped at the age of 60. So we all know Warren Buffett is getting up there in age. He's been around the you know, investing game for a long time and, and good on him and he's still going strong. But um, if he were to have stopped and said, okay, it's 60, I'm going to stop. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to enjoy life now. He would have only had something around like, I think in the book he says like, 12 million or something like that. So the majority of Warren Buffett's wealth was amassed sort of beyond his 60s. Like, and and that again goes to show for the compounding. He started investing early. He was a very early investor. Um, He talks about buying his first stock when he was like 13 years old. But so leading up to that, yes, he did great and got to the multiple millions by the age of 60. But the magic really happened beyond that. Because again, we're talking compounding 
you know, 60, 70 um, years. And it's these later years where it really gathers strength. Um, So I'm not saying you have to be Warren Buffett and never stop working and keep investing until, you know, late 80s and in your 90s. And um, but it is how compounding is going to really grow, grow, grow. So again, it's this patience. And and that's something he has displayed so well with his investing. It says in the book, he's not, he's not the greatest investor in terms of returns, but he's patient. He's diligent. That is really what comes out with his behavior and what he's been able to achieve as a result of that patience. So the long game It's the long game that wins and wealthy people think in terms of years and decades, not months. So I think this is such a great reminder for investors when we're watching the markets day to day and it's, you know, it's up and then it's down and it's up and and you don't, you know, know which way to go and what's going to happen next. And it's stressful. But if you can take a step back and say, no, I'm looking at, you know, the 20 years, the 30 years, 30 years plus, like that's the magic happening. So what it does day to day, it's really not as important as what it's going to do over those longer term periods. So getting our head to that very long term, and it's really difficult to do, but hopefully those examples helped really illustrate the patience, 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 patience. (laughs) I had to stick it in there a few more times. Um, Another thing that wealthy people know is that there are no shortcuts to building wealth. So you might want to argue with me and say that's not true, but I feel like we should just say there are no shortcuts. Just, you know, throw out the thought that you're going to find some quick shortcut. Yes, there might be some lucky moments and maybe you win the lottery. That's great. But that is a very low probability event of happening. Although I wish anyone out there well as they try to win the lottery and I wish everyone could win the lottery. But let's stick to this rule. There are no shortcuts. Trying to massively beat the markets or find the next get rich money making opportunity, it might leave you looking and chasing forever and it could result in you actually losing money from taking on some really high risk bets. The truth is most investors actually don't beat the market. And for those who are willing to accept that, There are plenty of solutions that are great long-term investment opportunities. Some examples of these could be in the form of ETFs, so exchange-traded funds, or mutual funds. Um, So this acceptance of this also means that we're investing with a long-term approach. Wealthy people know that they don't have to be investing geniuses. You do not have to be the next mathematician or know everything about investing to be wealthy and to win in the investment game. I think in that book, again, he said something like, you know, successful investors that have made money had a success rate of their sort of wins and losses of something like 60%. So it's not it's not a really high, you know, batting average or percentage, but they've still made money off of that. So um, you don't have to be this investing genius. Um, you, you don't have to time the market perfectly. You don't have to find the ultimate low 
of when you're going to get in the markets and sell the, you know, the all-time highs and find, you know, where's the high, the highest high it's going to be because that's where I need to sell. You know, you don't need to be this person that can time the market impeccably because I would argue that nobody can, even the investing gurus, the Warren Buffetts of the world that have been very successful, they do not do that either with their investing. Again, it's diligence. It's long term. Um, Wealthy people accept what is in their control and what is not in their control. They do invest for the long term. Again, it's patience. Invest on an ongoing basis. basis. Um, They avoid panic buying and selling and they build their wealth in the long run just by taking these actions and not getting caught up in all the noise. Um, So that doesn't sound very exciting, just, you know, avoiding the panic buying and selling, adding on going to the markets. That's not, (laughs) that's not like Wolf of Wall Street stuff, but I can tell you it's the stuff that gives you money in the bank, builds your wealth. Um, So what else have they figured out? That consistency is key for building wealth. Again, it isn't so much about finding those lucky opportunities to get massive returns overnight. It's about sticking to a long-term plan of ongoing saving and investing. Building wealth is about saving money and sticking to that plan long, long term. As well, increasing when the opportunity arises. So maybe you get a pay raise and you increase that savings rate on an ongoing basis. Most of us in our careers, you know, where we start to where we finish, we've had increases throughout the time in our salaries and wages. So taking those opportunities to actually increase the savings rate along the way as well is very diligent. So again, it's not an overnight success story to building wealth. It's about taking a diligent approach and sticking with that over the long term. One of the best actions you can take is just setting up an ongoing contribution or savings um, that's invested on an ongoing basis. And ideally, you want to coordinate that with every pay. So it's paying yourself first every time you're receiving money. So maybe you're paid bi-weekly or you're paid two times a month. Well, having a designated amount automatically go into your separate investment accounts or, you know, maybe it's a couple different investment accounts. Maybe at one point it goes into your Um, retirement savings account and another one it's more of your tax-free savings account but it's that ongoing each pay period and just keeping it up not stopping it for any reason it's the consistency so doing what you can afford and what you can consistently do if it's over stretching and you do it for a few months and you have to stop it um, for several months to catch up well that's not a great strategy because again consistency is key so do what you can do that can be done with consistency Um, You don't have to get this massive bonus or inherit a large sum of money. Your consistent efforts of making saving a priority on an ongoing basis pay off. They add up. What else do wealthy people know? Well, they know that you have to invest. Investing is key to wealth building. Your money must not sit idle. It needs to work for you. If you've been sitting on the sidelines with your money and you're not you're not doing yourself any favors because you're actually losing value as inflation erodes away at your cash. Wealthy people know that investing is the way to make their money work for them while they continue to work for their money. This means you will have to invest. 
if you're afraid to invest because you're concerned you will lose money. I completely understand. That is a valid concern and fear, but you have to find a way to work through that because there's plenty of investment solutions and products out there that might be a perfect fit for you that meets that criteria of that kind of concern of volatility and fear, okay? So you have to work through that. It's not doing you any favors. Sitting on the sidelines, you have to invest. And remember the key point of impatience, uh, the key point that we kept talking about, <laughs> the word I said over and over again, patience. Um, over the long-term over long-term time horizons, the stock market has always returned positive results. So again, this is based on past performance. So I can't necessarily say that that's indicative of future performance, obviously. So disclaimer there, I can't guarantee any market results. I do not have a crystal ball to be able to tell you what is going to come. But I can tell you historically looking at the stock markets over long-term time horizons, they have always returned positive results. So if there is that fear of losing money. Again, if we can go back to that reminder of patience, of long-term goals, then you will be in a positive position. Again, based on past performance numbers. Um, And lastly, what I want to share about what wealthy people know is that you don't have to do it alone. Wealthy people know that their time is their most valuable asset. They know where their strengths lie And they're willing to outsource the areas that they don't feel as strongly in. Think of it this way. um, Working with a professional might actually yield better results than you would have been able to do on your own. And that could generate a positive return on your investment. So yes, there's a cost associated with working with professionals. But what it can generate for you in savings um, and things like that might actually be a positive return. So although you're spending money, it still could leave more money in your pocket at the end of the day. So think about it in terms of working with an accountant, for example. If your taxes are simple and straightforward and you don't mind doing them, by all means, take a DIY approach. Do it yourself. But Investing in working with a tax professional may lead to tax savings opportunities that you would have missed on your own and planning strategies that leave more money in your pocket. So although there's a cost to working with a professional, you might have actually saved more in tax savings over the years than you would have by doing it on your own. So in the long run, it's it's a benefit. It's an investment for you. It's actually a better opportunity than doing it yourself. So again, not only is it outsourcing and saving time, but you actually might be making a better decision or it might be more positive for you at the end of the day. Another example, um, I recently worked with a life coach. Could I have taken a DIY approach, read personal development books, which I mean, I read them anyway, but use those books and the strategies I found out to make my own sort of plan and outline and stuck with it and developed my personal goals and my business goals myself and and did the steps that I need to do to get there. Yes, I could have done that myself, um, but what I was able to accomplish after six months of working with a life coach might have taken me doing it all on my own closer to a few years. Um, And so... I saved a lot of time. It was like I took a shortcut. I did it a lot quicker. And for me, that's a big investment in myself because it's being more efficient. It's growing 
myself, my business, and that pays off for me. So it was a very good investment. Um, And final example about working with a financial professional, by all means, if you're up for taking a do-it-yourself approach to wealth building, um, to doing financial, the planning yourself and the investment decisions and that interests you, then of course, I encourage you to take that approach. But if you If it stresses you out, if you have a busy schedule and you know your money deserves time and attention, but you don't have the time or the desire to ensure that you're, you know, taking these steps, that you're investing your money, then working with a financial advisor might be something for you to consider. The benefits from their planning services, investment selection, tax strategies, and support on the emotional and psychological um, traps that come up when it comes to our emotions and money that they help guide you through and support you through, it might put you further ahead than if you were doing it on your own. And again, this is a personal decision. Again, if you like it, if you enjoy it, If it's easy for you, if it comes easy and quick, then by all means, a do-it-yourself approach is probably perfect for you. But if it doesn't come easy for you, if it's stressful, again, it doesn't mean anything. Wealthy people, by all means, work with financial professionals. I work with very financially successful people that have opted, you know, to have me support them or work or people that work with financial professionals to support them. It doesn't mean it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of giving up or saying, you know, I don't know this. It's it's a, a sign of saying, hey, this is not my strength. I know my strength and I'm going to have someone help me through this um, to yield the best results that I think I can get. So that's something wealthy people know as well. And that wraps up what I think are the key factors that are used to build wealth. Now, you might be surprised that there were no complicated investing strategies or tricky financial tools needed, but that was really the point. (laughs) Okay, so tricked you. (laughs) No magical tools here um, or secrets of the wealthy that only they know. Um, It's really that wealth is truly possible for everyone. And it's partly because ultra complication and, you know, again, mathematical equation and analyzing charts and graphs, it's not a prerequisite for success. It's not required to win in the money game. Actually, building wealth is easy. It's easy. So if it's not easy, then you're doing something wrong, okay? Um, Instead, it comes to down to being mindful of your money, saving, investing, being, I'm going to say it again, patient, and enlisting support where it might be helpful. So that wraps up what I wanted to talk about today for what wealthy people know. Um, Again, hopefully it's empowering to realize that, hey, that is very realistic. That is very achievable. And I'm on my way to being wealthy too. So hopefully that's how you're feeling after listening to this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you on the next episode. All right, bye for now. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoy listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. 
Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.